on the leather shelves. Wherever where all the meat is. I don't think we can necessarily Outside replace where all people. the meat is. <laughs> I do like being where the meat is. <laughs> I mean, well, it's outside. Let's go. Anyway, yeah. this is this is even better than the the tonight on a very special episode of Chaos Incorporated. Like that <laughs> bit right there is the cold <laughs> open. You know, <laughs> to just I, I would actually. I, I think we should definitely be. We've got the meats. <laughs> Identico, we give you the meat sweats. <laughs> and roll intro. <laughs> <laughs> and work your way out. Kale's got it. So many. Oh, you guys don't know me like that yet? Okay. Um, <laughs> hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Chaos Incorporated. My name is Mallow. I'll be your host for this evening. And joining me is our fantastic cast. Starting first with Caleb, who plays Zed Lane. Remember... No matter where you go, there you are. Fantastic. Fantastic. Next up is Kaylee playing Chone. How do I put this? My father liked to say that I was unburdened by conversational boundaries. Mm, this is a chatty episode, too, so it's actually quite... Yeah, I like it. Uh, next up, we got Michael playing Maxi. Mistakes were made, but not by me. <laughs> that's okay that could be the title of episodes one and two of this whole thing uh, next up we have dot playing stitches the key to immortality is first living a life worth remembering mm, very true very true speaking of a life worth remembering it's your intrepid gm and my co-conspirator for life it's alex the humanoid talk to the people sir there's so many dogs barking in my house right now. So many dogs barking. They're so angry at Amazon. <laughs> okay, what's that, what's that quote from, Alex? I don't recognize the quote. Alex, who let them all out? Who? 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 I'm, I'm blaming my seven-year-old who is remarkably unsupervised at the moment. Oh, God. It's uh, it's an interesting thing, too, because uh, around the mothership, we use the term dogs not barking to talk about those things that people aren't crowing about just yet. So it's very ironic that you bring it around like that. Corporate synergies, stuff, things, I don't know. Those are words. We're going to have a lot of words. 
Tonight is a special Q&A episode. It's uh, a little bit of an early season catch up for those folks. Uh, we are putting out all of the episodes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash identico. Um, and this is sort of a, we, we had a little bit of a technical issue with episodes one and two. Um, they may be that's called an oopsie. That, no, no, an oopsie. I said it already. Mistakes were made, but not by me. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Those so, two episodes were lost to the ether. <laughs> so they were lost. So I downloaded them as I normally do after we finish the stream. But uh, do you have them now? No. And the, <laughs> the thing was, is that I normally I go through and I back them up. And for whatever reason, my backup didn't happen. And then the computer that I had purchased, uh, my new streaming box, my new gaming streaming box, uh, died. And so I took it back and they replaced it. And I just, it didn't get backed up. That was, that was all my mistake. That's this why would, we've got new processes in place. It is. But this wouldn't have happened if we were streaming on an NZXT hashtag, not a sponsor, but could be because Alex could, you know, you know, Alex might need a streaming scene. I'm just saying, I'm just saying NZXT, if you just want to happen to drop off a little package at his house you know what you know what let's feel let's feel generous why don't you drop off a package at everyone on this stream's house yeah, everybody can I, get new stream machines so i am that? currently using your nzxt cam that is now my like gold standard for monitoring my system runs yeah. to make sure that my computer does not bloody explode i'm I, i'm sorry i missed alex's explanation of how he boned this up can, uh, can somebody <laughs> repeat it for me no i think i think metal got it on the recording we're good <laughs> we're good I stepped away for a second. Sorry, I, you know, I totally missed it. So what we're gonna do tonight is I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little you, bit upfront. <laughs> we're in rare form tonight. The pre-show was fantastic. Um, we're gonna run through a little it bit. Was, of it was episode. full of meat, honestly. It was full of meats. Yes. Uh, we're gonna like gonna... like, ga like Gamera. <laughs> Gamera it. is really neat. Oh, he yeah. is full of turtle meat. We've been eating Gamera. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving on. We're not going to make it through this episode, are we? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to recap the season thus far in very short order. Uh, and as I go, so here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to recap episodes one and two, what we're now affectionately calling the lost episodes. Uh, I'll throw up a quick spoiler warning because episodes three through six will be up on the uh, YouTube channel. So if you don't want to get those episodes spoiled, uh, I'll tell you when you can, you know, stop listening. Uh, and we'll put that down in the description box below and everything like that if you want to jump ahead to the question and answer portion of it. But um, feel free, cast, uh, to jump in and add some color on these episodes too as we go through. Uh, I'm going to try to recap them very quickly um, because we have a, a new face in Dot joining us this season. Uh, to be absolutely clear, that is her normal face. It's not a new face for her. It's a new face to the stream. Fair enough. It's a wonderful face. Fair enough. It is a wonderful face because Steph had some real life issues and she needed to step aside from her role as Apex. Yes. Uh, and it, she she walked out with a hell of a ending uh, on, mm -hmm. her, on her. Season one ended with a hell of a shootout with the team almost being killed. Uh, or taken over by a rogue AI. Um, that event, le as we said, left Apex scared to her wits end. Uh, and she made the choice to leave the team, renounce her tech, and find a quiet place to live in the world. 
Uh, Chone didn't take this very well at first, uh, but vowed to keep moving on. Uh, and it's in this episode, uh, numero uno, where we meet Stitches. In probably, <clears throat> I would imagine, is prototypical place, having only played one episode with Stitches so far, but we meet her in the diviest of dive bars. Uh, yes. And, and over drinks with Adeline, uh, she's convinced to join a ragtag group that needed a, a fourth person. Uh, and Very- I... Go ahead. Very easily convinced, mind you. Like, it was one drink. <laughs> hey, you're good with this, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> she Stitches throws... very quickly became the Murdoch in our A-team. <laughs> yes. That, that makes... Yeah. The, that, the, that's, all, that's all facts. The yarn wall is yeah, starting to connect uh, now, huh? I, w- I would like to table this for later, but... Okay, that means that Zed is our... our Templeton Peck, mm-hmm. does that make Maxi our? I think really, he's Hannibal. I... Hannibal. Hannibal. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I think I would say that it's more likely that Chone is Hannibal and uh, Maxi is like B. A. Baracus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't, didn't we have a bit about someone not wanting to fly? That was you. That was you. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> You are the one severely wetting themselves at the end of episode one. That would be very clearly setting up all of you for the information to be shared. (laughs) Okay, not me being stupid and not remembering (laughs) what we did. It was a great segue. Mallow, take it, take us back, please. Now with now with four team members. Uh, they are sent down to Texas to continue chasing after. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You are skipping over the meat I of the episode. I said I was going fast. Hit me. You didn't touch. You didn't touch on you know, uh, Chun meeting an AI, starting to work out to get swole as part of uh, dealing with Very the true. grief. Well, I mean, Zed's, I, I, Zed's incredible cooking montage. I don't think Mallow was planning on you know hitting everybody's like smallest points of detail for their character development i think this was just a broad overview <laughs> and then it was up to us to kind of fill in those details well, i was gonna say we will get to the character development and i do have in my notes here zed begins a sweet cook-off montage i believe with kc yeah. barbecue correct yeah because it's not a, it's not an episode of chaos incorporated unless we have a cooking montage in there I- I don't remember if we had a specific brand that we were supporting without being sponsored. But also, Zed has robot arms. That's Zed does now have robot arms. Yes. Yeah, it's important to add. Yep. Uh, Ironically enough, the person that they're chasing has now uh, gone down to Texas uh, and has fallen in love with a murderous AI construct. For those who aren't aware, Mallow, can can you briefly kind of give listeners an idea of what texas is like oh it's a we're gonna it's a theocracy it's it it is so i think we touch on a lot of this later because i think when we get around past the recap and malo's questions to you all for our viewers and also partially for you four i'm gonna start connecting some of the yarn wall oh this is a yarn wall episode that that's been presented in thing in 
in episode, I won't be saying anything that hasn't happened in an episode, but I think recapping the yarn wall for everyone yeah. will help. Well, okay. give us give us so, a background on Kelly Aguilar real quick. So just to say it, we'll, I'll, I'll stop. I'll let y'all get through your stuff. You know, we clearly came into this without a written agenda. So uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's where that's, that's where, the, where the beauty of this come. Yeah. It's it's For called sure. Chaos Incorporated. It's fine. I, I did not I, understand the assignment. I did not get the notes. I did not get the syllabus. Uh, you will, I signed up for the class late. I'm sorry. You will be getting a rundown for tomorrow here shortly, though. I'm almost right. done with it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> but for real, give us give us a rundown on Kelly Aguilar, uh, Alex. So the team first heard the name Kelly Aguilar way back at the beginning of season one. Way back. Um, when they were attending a party trying to, to suss out some... Uh, some corporate mergers that their previous employer uh, had sent them to to kind of look at. Um, Kelly Aguilar was known for being an independent research scientist that was contracted by a whole bunch of different companies to do research into various types of, let's call it augmentation. Uh, during that episode, the team met a brother-sister combo, uh, one of whom was killed by Maxi. Um, who had been experimented on by Kelly Aguilar. Now, Zed made the decision at that time, uh, if we recall, to not take out Kelly Aguilar because Zed wasn't sure. God damn it. It's all my fault. (laughs) No, I actually, I'm going to disagree. I think that was Maxie's call because Maxie was the one behind the scope. Yes, he was, but he was consulting and Zed was like, don't do it. And you guys took out the two COOs, but not Kelly Aguilar. I I do remember the discussion of taking a shot at her to make it look like we tried. But you didn't do that. But knowing what we know at the end of season one, it wouldn't have done a goddamn thing. <laughs> there, would have, there would have been a ting. So, uh, the team decided not to take out Kelly Aguilar. And so, Kelly Aguilar has kind of been floating in the background of everything that's been going on with all of this. Now, during Maxie's Day Out episode, which you can find on youtube.com slash identico, right? Maxie and Felix also got information that Kelly Aguilar was somehow involved in a laboratory that they found on a barge in the middle of the bay. And once again, Kelly Aguilar kind of fades into the background. Um, What our team learns later is that um, she is not what you would call uh, someone who submits her research to the ethics board. (laughs) Not even close. She's also not what you would call human. Um, she's still, she's still technically human. Um, she has had significant cybernetic, uh, rebuilding. Um, she also has a partner who she has, um, modified. She has now at least. Yes. Um, she also, and by partner, I mean like semi-romantic, although again, you could have that discussion another day. Um, and finally, she is somehow involved with a different rogue AI that the team believes is an iteration of the benevolent AI. But that actually has not been fully confirmed. And and for those folks that did, didn't see Angel City Stories, there's a rogue AI that runs benevolent 
Corporation. Mm -hmm. They met a cybernetic version of that in Benevolent's CEO that I believe broke both of Billy's legs the last time that they were around uh, in the final assault on Benevolent Tower. That Um, is true. So you've got some pretty heavy players that y'all are chasing down in Texas, to say the least. Episode one ends with, I believe, the preparation to head down to Texas. If I'm correct on this one, uh, Stitches finally gets to fly a plane and is super stoked to do that. It was so great. Kind of fly. Kind of fly. Because I think episode two opens up on y'all getting fired upon. (laughs) Yeah. So episode one ends with us just about to drop and then we started episode two with we drop and then that's when she has to you know do some be be awesome um, yeah she she knows some maneuvers and dodges missiles (laughs) yeah except when i was looking back at the notes of this there was a very heavy um well chon would you like to explain yourself of why you took the shotgun spot yet not knowing how to shoot missiles or anything like that okay nobody explained to chon that uh that was where the gun the guns were i mean chon was in space chon is happy in space and they wanted to see more of space the big window is was in front of stitches and this empty seat chon jumped in the empty seat for the best spot to look out didn't even occur to them to think that we might get shot at because i mean who who shoots at people i mean really (laughs) So as you all are trying to make your uh, touchdown into Texas, y'all are getting shot at this entire time. And Stitches is, you know, she's making it work. You know, she's making it work. We we landed perfectly fine. There yes. was, I mean, it wasn't my best landing, but everybody we didn't was alive, lose any though. landing gear and everybody was fine. Yep. There was only minor yurfing uh, by yes. a member of the team. Yeah. That will be unnamed. This is yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Caleb, how you doing down there? You're <laughs> awful quiet. There's a lot of sass coming from your <laughs> microphone. I think we need to adjust your levels. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you need you need me to turn it up. Okay, I got it. Noted, sir. I w- I'd like to just yeah, I'd like to just point out. This is what happens when we record early in an evening. If we yeah. record at our normal time, we get a much more much more low-key Kaylee. This is true. The caffeine hasn't worn off from earlier today. That's yeah. true. It is It is in the first line of my notes for, for this paragraph of episode two. Uh, after a few rolls and some very deft flying by stitches where everyone except Zed are able to keep their lunch down. Uh, <laughs> y'all land. You're, wa- you're welcome. For, for complete continuity, stitches almost lost her lunch. She just didn't. So this it's is true. like, let's just be fair and identify that she was flying and almost yarfed. (laughs) (laughs) Long story short, y'all make it down into Texas. Y'all stash the plane and some of your supplies uh, in a new safe house. uh, And you begin trying to hunt down Aguilar through uh, one of these mega churches, essentially, because somehow, and this is where I'm going to need the team to connect the dots for me. Somehow, She's got connections through a megachurch in Texas. 
Megachurch down in Dallas run by one Richard Marin. Yeah. The Calvary Temple of Dallas, according to my very extensive notes. There you go. So talk to me a little bit about this whole setup uh, in terms of trying to hunt down Aguilar in Texas. Well, uh, Chone did a little bit of, uh, you know, net detective work as they are, you know, they occasionally do. I mean, it's kind of a hobby, really. Um, and we discovered that uh, Richard Marin, who is 42 years old, uh, has wife, kids, all this kind of thing. But he also was had some ties to a machine cult in Vegas that was very much into AI worshiping. And that kind of led us back to some links that uh, pointed us again at Kelly Aguilar. And it uh, just kind of got a little crazy there at that point. Uh, then we found out that Marin has some underlings in the church because we decided to dig into that aspect of it. And that he has a daughter that kind of likes to uh, go into the dark side of the uh, of town. Indeed, indeed. And I believe that is where episode two sort of ends with that bit of information, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Okay. So minor spoiler warnings for episodes three through six. If you don't want to get those, those are up on our YouTube channel. Go check them out. They're really good episodes. If you don't want the spoilers, you don't want the cliff notes. Stop right now. And then we'll catch you. Come back here after you go watch those episodes. And then we'll kind of get back through. Because Stop what you're doing, because we're about to ruin the plot and the story of these apps. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. We look funny, and we're not making money. <laughs> I did my hair. I don't look funny. <laughs> Sorry, that was the royal we. That wasn't we as a group. Oh, okay. That was the okay. colloquial we. That was, yeah. Cause, it was cause... more like, we. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Starting at episodes three. So at, at this point in time, Chone puts out a spider on the net to be crawling, looking for data. This uh, will come back badly later, yes. just as a spoiler warning. Um, Y'all continue looking into what is now called the Black Line Society. Uh, and I think you guys got hired for a job for about 1.25 mil in souls to look into a connection to Aguilar's new world enterprises to steal a piece of tech essentially from there. Uh, I don't think it was ever explicitly said that it was from Kelly Aguilar's society, but uh, the logo the was new, very there. Right? We saw the logo. Yeah. yeah. New world enterprises. Yep. I so, don't remember the, the black line society name, but, yeah, they were. Remember, you guys started off at the bar where Stitches got the really, 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 really cheap alcohol that right. got her very, very sick. And then you guys were sent to the private club, which was the Black Line Society. That's where it is. Okay. That's yeah. where the guards were like the two cybered out satyrs. Yes. Yes. And they were like seven feet tall. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine drunk stitches walking in being like, whoa. <laughs> this was this was after Maxie got you a bunch of greasy uh truck but food. She was still absolutely hammered. Like yeah. oh, for sure. she had sobered up enough that she was able to just work her way through the interaction, but sure. she was definitely still like feeling it. 
<laughs> yeah. So, you guys thought that y'all had found your inn to basically track Aguilar. And I had a sneaking suspicion that Chone may have had a little bit of um, revenge plot on their mind for taking this particular job as well. Uh, anything that gets her a little closer to it. Um, after the meeting there at the Black Line Society, uh, Maxi reaches out to Silas, which is the head of the region of a secretive group called Providence. Silas gives more background on Aguilar and labels her an existential threat. She's very concerned uh, about what is going on within that whole part of the story. Um, and thus, the <laughs> Chones spider uh, turns up dead to be blunt about it. Uh, hey, hey, you're getting into season episode four already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just you didn't tell people. I'm compacting all of them together so we can, uh, okay. you know. That's uh, well, true. That's fair. It, it turns up missing, and Chone figures out that y'all have been traced back. Uh, and as such, uh, y'all torch the safe house and the drop ship and just make a break for it. Throw things in a car, run as far as you can, and as you get about a minute away from the house, two missiles just come crashing into where the house was so now you're on the run in texas no safe house and being, and being tailed no, so. by i believe a drone exactly and or being a, tailed. a couple of drones yeah quadcopter drone during one of those swaps and being tailed chone you get into uh cyber combat with the drone uh and learn that the facial recognition software is that it's running isn't coming from anywhere on earth that you can find yeah orbital which is another tie back to new world enterprises and kelly yep so you guys are headed south uh based on uh billy's iog contacts um and this is where everything goes off the rails and goes completely wrong as if torching your safe house and getting tailed wasn't bad enough i don't uh, feel like this was the moment it went off the rails it went off the rails a little earlier i think yeah, for sure <laughs> Like episode one hundred and two. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean you mean specific? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, carry no, on. No, no. So two of y'all ditch a car and head into the mall. I'm assuming, th thinking that hiding in plain sight was going to be a good idea. Typically, not terrible. The the plan that the or at least the plan Maxie had formulated in his simple mind was that if we split the group we could send one group away as a decoy group and then the other one could make it safely to a, a meetup point. Yes. Uh, Maxie's initial plan was that he would be the distraction. Yes. But the group, we needed to split the group equally. So Chone came with Maxie and then Zed and Stitches were left on their own in a tiny clown car. <laughs> I believe, wait, yeah, you had the clown car, we had the truck. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I I would like to take task to your tiny, tiny mind. I would say keen tactical insight. I don't remember rolling for it, so I'm, we're just going to kind of go with it. <laughs> well, yeah, I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed um, making myself hotwire that that truck. It was good times. <laughs> nice. Yes. Well, here here's the lesson for you kids when you're playing an RPG. You split the party bad things happen and your and your tech mage essentially gets kidnapped by a rav because that's what happens 
So, oh. and again, that was a poor tactical decision. Uh, the the two, uh, Maxi and Chon, headed into the mall to try and get lost in the crowd. Of course, that doesn't work. Uh, so Maxi at that point decides to split further and try to draw attention to himself. Yes. Um, unfortunately, again, that plan is no bueno. <laughs> and moments later, Chon finds themselves face to face with a rove. Yep. Yeah, a very creepy Rav that keeps telling me how beautiful I am. Indeed. So Chone is being held captive. Uh, and it's later revealed by Kelly Aguilar and one of her Ravs. Um, and Chone tries to set themselves free. Uh, meanwhile, Maxi asks the team if they're ready to go to war. Which Billy gets all excited about. Because Billy loves this yes. shit. Uh, fellow Providence member Felix shows up and plans are made to rescue Chone. Felix, who uh, the group has seen, uh, the the Maxi has seen in Maxi's Day Off, but then the group also, I believe, ran into Felix toward the end of season one. This is true. Yep. Uh, so yes, Dot, Dot have, is actually introduced of, to Felix for the first time, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was the first interaction between Stitches and Felix, and she was highly impressed by... Uh, the the jump that he made and um yeah there were we didn't we didn't rp into it as much because there was a lot happening between stitches and maxi but there was definitely going to be there was there was some intent behind that, stitches actions <laughs> that episode was also a challenge because again we we had to there was so much to do in that episode that we didn't have as much latitude as we normally would to like rp a, a, a lot yeah we, I think we were all trying to kind of keep it a little more low-key or contained uh, to let the story move forward so that we could get to the point that we ended on. Yep. Because what, what ends up happening here in episode six is that Billy takes his boys and basically, much like he did in Angel City, decides it's going to be a really good idea to go attack an Air Force base. I see a pattern here out of Billy's character. As, uh, look, it was, as you do. It was a good distraction for them and kept the military forces away from our party. This is true. Mm -hmm. And after a pitched battle, uh, and Chone using some rather interesting tactics to help free themselves, uh, all four or all five uh, eventually make their way away with Chone in a helicopter that survived. I want to just, Billy asked for yes. it to come back. It survived. I brought Very it important. back in it landed in one piece and may not have stayed in one piece afterwards, but it, yeah. it, it's fine. <laughs> our, our episode ends with Maxie and Felix both giving Billy a marker, saying their catchphrase, Providence provides for those who follow the path. Uh, Chone is reunited and is uh, everybody is fed and there is a, a little bit of a, a solemn moment uh, to episode six. Uh, where we mourn those that were lost from Billy's team. Um, and it ends with most of the team around a campfire drinking tequila, licking their wounds, and wondering just what the hell's coming up next. And that is episodes one through six of this season of Chaos Incorporated. Emotional damage. <laughs> that's, that's what one through six is. <laughs> Especially six. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, let's let's start. Dot. You're the newest to this group, but you're no stranger yeah. to cyberpunk. What no. was it like <laughs> sitting down at a virtual table with this crew, with all of well, this going on? All of this. <laughs> <laughs> um. So great. First of all, like just. I mean. I love Kaylee. I love Michael. Caleb, you're all right. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Bang on. Shots fired again. <laughs> Caleb, Caleb, this is my next SAS level. I escalated to Dot. You're yeah, welcome. Don't, don't worry about I, it. I love you more than Dot. It, more than it, I, My love makes up for Dots completely. <laughs> I do appreciate okay. your love, Michael. Thank you. First of all, I, I was just... Too. I was coming from the perspective of you and I had never really interacted before I started with I started recording with you guys, so it was a it was a, a layered joke, and it didn't in, land. <laughs> in, in general, if random strangers just think I'm an okay guy, that's fine because that means the deception is working, and no one knows how big a monster I am. <laughs> no, you are great. I I thoroughly love and and enjoy playing with all of you. Um, it has been a wonderful experience thus far, and I know it will continue to be. Um, I would say that the biggest challenge for me has definitely been just getting my mind around some of the system and setting elements just because I had never, like, jumped into Identico before this. I My experience with Cyberpunk is Shadowrun, and even on that front, we don't really play Shadowrun. Um, we play our own version of it. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, yes, Kaylee. <laughs> How does it feel to play a character that is actually competent? You know what? Hold on, is that, that shots fired at, that... Uh, is that shots fired at Resting Glitchface? No, I is. no, that is shots fired at Dot, who has literally told me on numerous occasions that Val has no fucking clue what she's doing. And that it gets worse in season two, and that I should hold on to something. So I was attempting to be complimentary. Oh god, don't spoil and you can just... season two for me. I just started I'm playing catch no, up I on that. No one. spoilers. I, I haven't seen I haven't watched season two yet. I'm in the middle stuff. The, oh, yeah. the bonus episodes. She's in the bonus eps. Um Yeah, I don't I, I mean we don't have to get into wrestling glitch because that's not this show. But it having that as my like benchmark so far, um, I love the cyberpunk atmosphere, and I, I definitely am drawn to that that just general theme and genre. Um, so getting to play a different role in the same kind of gaming space, I guess you could say, has been thoroughly enjoyable. And I... I I will freely admit that I am not a rules person when it comes to RPGs. I don't read the rules. I 90% <laughs> of the time, you tell me what dice to roll and I'll read the number off the top of it. There you go. Um, just because that's not that's not the part of an, that's not the part of a game that I enjoy. I yeah. I enjoy the story, I enjoy the RP. Um, I could go an entire game without any combat and be perfectly content. And but having the the varying experience now going through different styles of combat with the episodes that we've recorded thus far has been very enjoyable and i've i have found that i actually do like certain elements and certain creative processes with combat um so 
Yeah, I like you guys. I think I'll stick around for a little while if you'll have me. <laughs> well, thank you. We appreciate you being here, for real. Yeah. For sure. So I have to I have to ask, as part of this, then, uh, there's, even through the, the few episodes we have so far this season, there's definitely a dynamic. So you play a Merc, uh, and Maxi plays a former Leo that is trending in Merc territory in a lot of ways, the way that Maxi carries mm-hmm. himself. Uh, how does Stitches view Maxi, like, in, in the game? <laughs> that smile, Michael. <laughs> um, Through a hole in the shower wall? <laughs> I, I oh boy that's something um, I'm actually very interested to hear this answer because this is a conversation that Dot and I actually haven't had yeah um, I would say that Stitch's opinion of Maxi is very high she I going back to I don't remember which episode it was but when he had his um guns all laid out on the table and he was cleaning them she was like oh this guy needs business i like that because i'm not here to fuck around she i'm trying to portray with her that she has an air of naivety and ignorance about a lot of things but when it comes down to doing her job she's gonna fucking do it and maxi having that same kind of mentality of like business is business is very attractive to her Maxie, what do you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a that's a great question. Maxie, I think Maxie sees Stitches as uh, initially, you know, another resource, right? Another resource to, to get our jobs done. Um, Maxie's position was basically, you know, human resources to an extent. That's what he was doing for Corpse after his job as a Leo. Um, and so meeting new people is always a it's there's always an assessment period of okay what can they bring to the table what are they good at what what can we rely on them for i think maxi also quickly like warmed to stitches general kind of laissez-faire attitude about kind of life and things um it's a bit of a different tone than for example zed's 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 views chone like stitches brings a a different feel um you know uh when it came back to apex uh when apex was on the team apex was very much about that revenge like apex was very driven you know to getting that justice and that was another another way to look at the the missions we were taking uh, stitches is coming in as a as a blank slate resource and like to watch these watch the relationship develop um, and to you know, obviously take part in that has been awesome. Like, uh, you know, I feel like Maxie's opening up to Stitches a little bit more as far as the personality that Maxie had before um, before the show, before you know, in, in Maxie's past. Felix has alluded to it before where the Maxie was at some point kind of a real party boy. And like, obviously things took a drastic turn and Maxie did a complete 180 the other direction. Um, so we're starting to see some of those smaller aspects kind of leak their way in. And part of that has to do with kind of the way stitches carries themselves. I am. Uh, I know that we, we kind of talked about it a little bit and I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm curious if 
the listeners caught the little revelation that happened between Stitches and Maxi um, towards the end of episode six. There was a, there was an information drop that completely. It's so funny. We were talking about it after the after the episode, and I caught it in the moment, but I didn't recognize it. Yeah, like you. I caught, re- I caught that it was said, but I did not recognize what it was until you explained later, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I actually I I caught it, but I missed it." Like you semi reacted to it as Maxi, in almost the perfect way of just like wait what and then kind of dismissal mm-hmm. which is fun for me so i can't <laughs> wait to i can't wait to just yeah. me hang on to that in role play and then see where it goes listeners episode 206 you're welcome yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot that i was kind of pulling from and that was one of my questions to maxi is is sort of you know michael you've been playing this character a certain way for a season in 5.5 episodes uh, so far and now it's there's we're getting a different maxi coming into season two you know a little a little ways into season two it's an interesting transition for you is this is like is this something that you planned or is this just something that's happening organic in the role play no i mean i i that's one thing i love about what we do for our hobby and being involved in, in productions like this and with people like this is that it's all organic. Um, I literally came in like if, if I could, if I ever published or set out the dis- character description of Maxi, that's all I had to start. It was like two paragraphs. Like this is Maxi. Everything else that has come out has come through the game and through the role play, through playing with y'all, through through Alex's, uh, you know, m- mastering the game and everything else has been organic. So all these things even this the secret society it's all kind of come through play none of it was planned out ahead of time so this this change to maxi's personality these slight changes that we're seeing these evolutions are organic and i love that about this game and and about being able to again again play with such a great group of people so you you all have planted seeds that are are drawing these things out I, I love it, and I think it's an interesting sort of piece because I think a lot of the uh, inside stuff that's happened in this game has all come organically. I um, mean, and it, again, you mentioned Maxi, but like we can talk about like the changes in Chone from episode one oh, of season worry. one. To that's now, I, I know we'll get there. Just <laughs> you know, again, like Chone and Zed, and you know, and Apex through their their storyline in the first season. Like there was so much growth and change. Um, and I love that again, I think I think for everybody, for the most part, it's been very organic. And I can't wait to hear as you move past me to the next person what they have to say about it too. Which you can do now, I'll stop. <laughs> Thank you for the segue. <laughs> I did I did kind of want to like touch on that then. You mentioned Chone, so let's 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 jump to you know, Kaylee. Like there's you've had to deal with a lot this season so far. And kind of coming off the end of last season, right? You've got upgrades to your tech. You've been sent on a near suicide mission in Texas that got you captured and got you even closer to Aguilar. There's like, you've been dealing with the loss of Apex. Like that's, I mean, you've done a, you've done a full character arc in like six episodes already. Like talk to me about that. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy season. Uh, if anybody, I, I'm not going to touch on what happens 
in 205 uh except for very lightly you guys just go watch that one yourselves or listen to it uh because it's incredibly important but um yeah chon did is nowhere near where they started off at um i had no idea the things chon would be capable of when i started and they've all as michael said developed completely organically over season one and like season two has just made it go even faster um the the it was plotted out originally between steph and i that apex and chone were longtime friends and we had talked about it and chone that was the romantic interest they were getting closer then there was the whole problem with uh chone not recognizing who apex was after she got her revenge and that was a very emotional episode and really kind of cemented their relationship so when this when Kelly Aguilar basically and this AI basically steamrolled both of them, uh, Chone bounced back, basically did anger, and Apex was like, "No, I'm out," and bailed. Now that's the right call for Apex, but Chone didn't understand it. It really hurt. Uh, because she went dark and Chone was left with nothing except Maxie and Zed, who, I mean, to be fair, Maxie and Zed have been great teammates, but there hasn't been a lot of emotional connection between the group other than co-workers and colleagues and the beginnings of friendship. Apex was the deep tie for those two, and it was suddenly severed. So the first episode of season two was very much Chone coming to terms with that and trying to turn that, that anger and that hurt into something productive and then suddenly we're so busy that almost got unthought of um, we got a new person in our lives stitches who chone was like okay i don't know who this person is i don't really care they're just a body and then wait a minute you can fly maybe maybe we can be friends uh, so so there, there's some stuff there that's gonna happen dot yes i don't want to interrupt you but i do just want to say that i really appreciated the role play between chone and stitches and how not necessarily like cold you were to her but just it felt more real like not immediately just accepting this new person into your group and i really i i liked role playing that i did too um i that is one of my like sometimes faults and sometimes good things when i'm really into a character like i almost don't think about how it meta affects the game and we had talked in person before this, so I knew you were kind of on board with it and that you were cool with it. But, like, sometimes I will deep dive into the character to the point where it's like, okay, this is probably not good choice for the game, but at the roleplay, it's it's exactly what the character would do. And that's something I'm kind of working on, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, yeah, that, that drop from orbit and that wild ride uh, de definitely moved you from acquaintance to pal I need to talk to more. Uh, so she will fly me around because Chone wants to go to space in the worst way. But uh, then all of a sudden we were on our heels on the run and Chone got kidnapped by the creepy Rav that basically was Kelly, was a link to Kelly Aguilar and a link to what happened with Apex and that kind of opened those wounds all over again. And in the uh, solo episode, I'll, I'll give you guys this, but you should definitely watch the episode. Chone has a chance to say goodbye to Apex and let that hurt go while also trying to understand all this shit that's coming at them. And so when we get to the rescue, 
Chon's kind of riding a high. Um, something's happened to them that they barely understand that is possibly the coolest thing to happen to any human in the history of mankind. Their words, by the way. And it is literally... It's honestly like they're on speed. They're on high. They're just... They're almost spastic with the this thrill. And that's going to come out in... 207 probably when we talk about things and what happened because the team doesn't know maxi has seen uh, a bit of the work a bit of what Joan can do now and i expect there will be questions and that will be something i'm looking forward to but yeah where Chone is gonna i had no idea going into that episode what alex had in mind uh i still have no idea what alex had in mind um <laughs> And sometimes he has to write it down in, in very small words for me. But we're, we're, it's going to be an interesting ride that is really kind of crazy for the identical world at large also. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing where we go from here and where this takes all of the characters. So so I have to ask, with with the, the events of the solo episode, which is episode 205, mm -hmm. um, or episode 5, the way we number them on, on YouTube, but... Um, is it is it done? I I got the idea that like, Chone was almost on like a revenge like quest, but maybe the events of two hundred five is putting that to bed, and it's. I didn't really see that as a driving force. Um, if Chone could put a bullet in Cadillac Aguilar, they would do that. They'd a heartbeat. But it this was more about getting back getting back in the saddle, getting back to the rapport that the team had before Apex left. And honestly, just trying to subsume the loss they felt in work. Mm -hmm. um, there may have been like aspects of it, but it wasn't anything I was intentionally playing into, so to speak. But who knows? It, it Again, it's probably one of those things that was hidden and walled away in an yeah. effort to not deal with it. Makes sense. Makes sense. So Caleb... A lot when we when we talk about people bringing in like different aspects of their characters and stuff like that into the game, um, I don't think there's an entire there's not there's not at least a, as far as I can go back. I don't think there is a two episode span where there's not a cooking montage. Yes. Where where did that come from? <laughs> and and before 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 you answer. This goes back to the playtest of Identico yes. over on the RPG Academy. There yes. was a food truck and everything in that whole thing. Yes. Um, I 100% believe that this trend started then. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I have, as, as a player, when I am doing a playtest, when I'm doing a one-shot, there are always two things I like to do. Uh, one of them is try to involve sandwiches in some way <laughs> because that makes me smile. And the other is try to die. Uh, in a campaign where death is probably not on the table right away, yeah, I just gravitate to food because it's funny and it, it ties in real-world knowledge that I have because... There's not a whole lot I'm good at in the real world, but I'm pretty good at cooking. 
So when it comes to things I can just throw out and feel like I'm per uh, contributing to the story in an interesting role play, I can throw some food stuff out. And it's, the... been, it's been interesting because it's really helped you as as the face of the group, too. It's helped you build a lot of bridges to characters that if it was a bunch of mercs and things like that, you would never have been able to to pull off. Yes. When we created Zed, I very much wanted him to be the intentionally manipulating, very devious, very underhanded corporate stooge. He embodies all of the worst things about the person who is on the corporate payroll, who lives the corporate mantra. And through that is how he connected to people. He was always reading the room. He's very Patrick Bateman. He's always two steps ahead of you in the conversation. He's always reading your body language, your vocal inflection. Uh, we invented a special piece of tech for his cyber eye to help him do that better, which was awesome. <laughs> and uh, I, I just wanted him to be this really slimy, manipulating, power-hungry asshole. Um, and then as we got to play, as we got to evolve the character a little bit, Alex kept pushing me to figure out more about Zed's motivation and who he really was as a character. And these were really, really tough questions. And it was really challenging for me to answer. And I hope all the times Alex was asking me to answer them differently, he wasn't like at his wits end ripping his hair out because I was giving him shitty answers. <laughs> He's shaking his head on the video. Um, but I like I had this idea of Zed as just that, like I said, a corporate asshole. But Alex was really pushing me to draw more of the character out and understand his motivation. And this was one of the biggest challenges I took on as a performer, as a role player. Um, in the history of the characters I've rolled and played, there's two that have been, in my mind, very much connected and drawn from who I am as a person, different aspects of my personality and persona, a lot of real world, but in a different situation. And that because of that, they have been so challenging. And Zed is one of those characters. And he didn't start out to be that character that was uncovered through role play, through interaction with this group, through the support and encouragement of Alex. There you go. And then to go back to what you originally asked about before I started rambling, the food thing. See, I recognize my own problems, y'all. I, no. I know when I'm doing it, I can just bring it around. That's how I survive at work. So the food thing, yes, it's a fun joke for me, but it became like a very interesting social grease for Zed to connect with different types of people, like you asked. And I think that was one of the big motivating points for pushing Zed in a different direction than I'd originally thought of him and created him. Yes, he is that driven, power-hungry asshole, but this other dynamic of him 
almost showed him in real time as we were playing the game, there's different ways to connect with people. It's not just him exerting his influence and charisma and skills at manipulation. He can connect with people on a real level. His connections with Chone and Maxi and Apex, the connections he built with Stitches when we came in and started interacting and doing goofy makeup scenes. So this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt because it's not just about connecting, and I've noticed this about all of you, and Dot's fallen into it, and I don't even think most of you realize you're doing it. Um, but it's something I have found fascinating both last season and this season, is it's not just about connecting, but every one of those actions is about providing care and support through action, right? When you feed someone, you are providing care. It's the most baseline from the time a child is born through through when we do things, right? We make dinners for our friends and our families and we associate care and love with the concept of food and sharing of meals and creating food for other people. The makeup scenes, right? It's It's letting someone see a part of themselves that they don't normally see. So when you're giving a makeover, you're giving someone a fresh perspective on their lives. There was the scene where Chone and Maxi are playing Minecraft, <laughs> right? But in that moment, it's about, and somebody, you know, we'll have to clip this piece out later. It's about Maxi taking that moment where this is not Maxi's world. This is not a thing Maxi does, right? But Chone, to Chone, this is a very important activity. To Chone, this is very critical. And so Maxi taking that moment to, to learn about and participate in an activity that means a lot to Chone. Because through all of season one, when Chone was stressed, when Chone didn't know what to do, Chone would play video games. Chone would fiddle on their, on their glow, right? And so, again, I don't know if the cast realizes they're doing it, but every one of the times that we, that they step back and are getting these weird interludes, it's not just about, it's about showing that they care without having to go through the, the like, we don't have to verbalize it. I don't want to, because verbalizing it is uncomfortable and hard, (laughs) right? And so what we'll do is we will just make breakfast. Or, or after Dot is hammered from drinking God knows what, right? No, Let's, stitches, Stitches, not Dot. Stitches is hammered. Yeah, Dot, God that, knows that's, what. that's on one a, half dozen to the other. That's right. on identical after, after Dark. dark. That's, after yeah. Dark. Yeah. So after my, after, but yeah. my point is, is it's let's stop at the taco truck to make sure we can get some food in their stomach so they don't die, right? All of these elements are all about showing that care for the people around them without having to express it because everybody here is the like Caleb the the hard grizzled corporate asshole or Maxi the the stoic silent you know guy with a past that he doesn't talk about right things like that can can be overcome with we're going to break bread together right and that was kind of the point of Billy's people saying no you stay for the cookout and the funeral is we fought here together and now we're going to eat together and and 
and share these moments, which is also why they did it before they went into battle with you, right? Here, you take the tequila. It's not about, it's about being goofy, but it's about seeing how you react when they offer things that mean something to them up to you. So anyway, I don't know if y'all realize that, but that's what I take from all of those. <laughs> it's, it's deep levels of caring. Just wholesome content, you know. That's what we're here for. Wholesome content before they blow up buildings. <laughs> hey, there's got to be a balance, right? Yep. As, as you do. As you do. I, I, I would agree with that. It's probably not even anything, like you said, we, we are doing it consciously or unconsciously, but it does work. I will say, and then I'm going I'm to make one comment about the Maxi Chone Minecraft thing. And then I'm going back to Caleb for my next point, because I need to touch on something he said so I can hand it back to him. That Minecraft scene where Maxi got into it. Uh, Michael has been a friend of mine for just gobs of years. And I'm just never more proud of him than that moment, because it was like, I handed you this look at this thing my character would like to show to you isn't it pretty and you dove in with abandon and chone's heart grew three sizes that day that's <laughs> literally the point where i knew chone and maxi could be friends it would be friends um and, before and it was I, it, yeah to speak to that just to add one small thing to that kaylee again kaylee mm -hmm. and i also have the benefit of we've we've role played together for a very long time uh, not just obviously here, but on another production and also, you know, in real life, we played together just for years. So like there's a level of comfortability between the two of us that allows us to make those types of jumps easily as well. Um, I, you know, and I just I put that out there just to say that, you know, that Maxi making that interaction with Chone and kind of leading into that is, again, there's an ease to that because of our familiarity. Uh, that, you know, that makes those types of things easier to do. And, you know, of course, I have that with Caleb and I'm getting, you know, that's coming along with Dot, too, because Dot and I have not played together really in anything else other than this. Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, but it, that's the level of familiarity that we have as a group also allows for us to make these types of of jumps with our characters these leaps these as, as alex pointed out these caring moments right where you're unconsciously or consciously showing um in 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 the game that you support and care about the person you're with um there was a moment like that with maxi and felix where they crashed out in the same room and they woke up spooning and it's completely <laughs> platonic like there's not if there was nothing there was nothing sexual about it there was nothing you know romantic about it it was just two friends who care about each other pretty deeply, just having a moment together. And it wasn't, again, there was nothing more to it than that, but it was it was nice to be able to show that brief moment, even if it doesn't doesn't get caught by the listener, as a moment between two, two individuals who care about each other and they are just so comfortable with each other that that's just a normal activity for them. Felix and Maxie have been through hell together. Mm-hmm. But there's For there's sure. a lot more backstory there too that we might we might try to get to it in an episode yeah, sometime sometime yeah. uh, but anyway not to take away from what kaylee was saying i just wanted to interject that moment because kaylee and i again we've known each other for so so long yep and played together in so many things um that like we it's easy for us to play those emotional moments off each other yeah um and one thing i this is where i wanted to bring it back around to something caleb said um with zed um Chone did not like was very distrustful of Zed at the beginning. 
Um, and during the scene where we met Mike Tate for the first time, when Zed was basically proving, I mean, it was almost literally like Zed was describing himself as Caleb did. Look, I'm the asshole. I want to know what's in it for me. That's when Zed started to change. At that point, Sean was like, okay, fuck you. I, I, if I have to work with you, that's great. But they did not trust Zed at that point. But Zed changed. And there's an entire episode where Zed and Zed and Chone started to bond uh, during the Bosco scene. Uh, Bosco was a wonderful thing. And Caleb and I, that was just beautiful. And then when we were in the tower uh, and everything went to hell, when when we were up uh, upstairs waiting to be waiting to have our meeting and everything went to hell and we had to get apex out of there with the elevator and parkour there was again that trust and that's where a bond was built but that wouldn't have happened if zed hadn't grown and changed that way and it was just an amazing transformation and character building on the part of caleb so i'm really happy that happened because i didn't want to hate zed for the rest of the show <laughs> So I have to ask then, with all of this character growth and change and things that have happened, Alex, what's been the biggest surprise or curveball that the cast has thrown at you so far this oh, season? Ooh, I, I can't wait to hear this. I don't think there's anything that would be a biggest. Um, <laughs> and, and that's because I, I expect... How do you put this? Do you expect chaos, expect, Alex? I expect chaos. And okay. so... I have a very specific process, and, and this is very similar to how I prepare a lot of other stuff. Um, a very specific process. and But mostly what I've got is I've got major points of what's happening in the world, like plotted out in my head. Uh, the cast can tell you, very few times have, I, have we gone into pre-show where I'm like, hey, we need to hit a spot today. So can we, you know minor pacing and stuff like that very rarely is that a thing that i i do because again i like having those moments i like having them let let the players have room to breathe it's a complex story it's a complex situation um so they need time to to kind of work through it um i don't so yeah i i don't normally do it um so I don't know what the most surprising thing would be because the half the fun is the surprises, right? It's the, okay, we're going to do makeover time now because this is how we're going to go about this. Um, I'll give you an example. The guy that kidnapped last season, right? They go into, they go into a meeting with red cap and they're supposed to just be like having a discussion and literally like last second that, you know, it's like Maxie's like, nah, Fuck it, I'm taking this guy, <laughs> right? And just, just they kidnap him right there, right there. And now they're in a car chase, and they're they've got some serious weight coming down on that, right? Um, so it's a major escalation from, especially from moments like that. You cannot, you must be prepared for any and all possibilities because Maxi might just kidnap somebody. <laughs> right um so you do. I, I i expect chaos that's what we do <laughs> as, as right <laughs> that doesn't stop the other 
elements to the other elements the npcs the organizations the people in this world they have agency they're going about doing what they're doing and they're going to continue doing what they do regardless of of other things and so you know it's really about the 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 players getting there first or you know jamming them in the toes um chone getting captured and then conversely chone escaping will change things the yarn wall got more complicated now or it's not actually honestly it may simplify the yarn wall okay um it will probably bring i would guess and i'm not going to speak for the players i imagine it's going to bring the conflict into focus for the players right um i would imagine what's been the thing because you mentioned connecting some of the yarn wall and stuff like that what's the what's the biggest thing that you can say that you laid it out on the yarn wall and you were like that's easy they're gonna get that and then they just blew right past it or is that gonna give away too much if it's gonna give away too much let's not spoil the season uh, that might give away too much okay that might give away too much um i tried chat there's there's a lot there's a lot of different things happening uh simultaneously and there has been and that's that's been the biggest challenge i think for for some of this which is it's not it's not like a fantasy thing where it's like you know it's not like tolkien where it's like the forces of the west and the men and they're gonna fight sauron like there's just two sides right yeah the problem is that there is nine sides right and it's been that way since the start right and especially initially i mean like the characters like yeah this is who pays us and this is where we're gonna be but eh, you know (laughs) and at that time you know i think especially for the first part of the first season it was a lot of everybody had their own agendas like zed had one maxi had one chone had one apex had one as we start season two they've kind of been forced into having a singular or a more focused agenda right because of who they've signed on with and now after the events of the last couple episodes i think that's going to further focus them into not only is our agenda what these people are but it's this specifically this is who we're after (laughs) right um fuck this person in particular (laughs) right um and so yeah that's the interesting part i'm good with that (laughs) revenge quest i'm still thinking it's a revenge quest here (laughs) so i went from go ahead no no go ahead good i mean it i i don't know if i say it's rich but but there's definitely been a couple of people who are basically at the root of what is causing your problems or have been coming after you since for a while now so with that in mind, I kind of want to, I'll end, well, in this Q&A sort of portion is. Uh, and you I w- know we got bad blood. <laughs> bad blood. Um, what was the, there was a parody of that one that was really good uh, about villains or something like that. Um, from Batman versus Superman, I think. Um, 
But I, I kind of want to go round robin style and, and kind of ask everybody, like, what's the one thing that you sort of expect from the season going forward? What 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 should what should our viewers and, and those be ready for? What is it that your character is sort of expecting out of the rest of the season? You can get whoever wants to go first and then we'll go around Robin. Okay. Uh, I expect a lot of confusion and then a whole bunch of decision making at the end. Hopefully not rash decision making or or maybe rash decision making. I mean, have you watched the show before? <laughs> <laughs> You're aware of how how often we just sit around and talk about plans instead of doing things. I think fuck it, we'll do it live. It's been said well, a few no, times. No, 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 that's the thing. We'll sit around for a whole episode and talk about a plan. And then the next episode, uh, the plan goes out the window and it's just kind of whatever happens. <laughs> I mean, we did set that precedent early on when Maxie just shot the thing out of a window in the downtown. Uh, 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 episode you know, 101. There keep there are all these illusions that Maxie is this like loose cannon. And we don't think you're maybe, loose at maybe, all. Maybe tight cannon. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, the what's been established is there's a lot of threads we don't understand yet. And as Alex yeah. said, we are definitely have a we definitely have a more singular and clarified objective at this point, but still there is a lack of clarity. And that's not due to the story, that's due to the world. So that's why I'm saying there's gonna be a lot of unknowns, there's gonna be a lot of planning and prep, and then suddenly oh shit, it snapped together, we have to act. So that's that's what I'm expecting. Okay, all right. Maxie, what about you? Oh, wait, hold on. I was just going to say, is that what you're expecting as Caleb the player, or is that what you're expecting as Zed the character? Ooh. I guess we should probably take this from both angles. Uh, I do like playing I'm fine with taking it from both ends. Hell... Um, I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so much dirtier than our previous shows. Y'all are. It's my fault. I'm the worst. I'm so well, sorry. Not, no, 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 no. This is Hold a on. pre-existing condition. Yeah. Yes. Hold on. I, this is I'd like, this I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank Dot for beating me to that. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just give, just give me and Dot one after dark episode, and we may end up with a Twitch terms of service by the end of it. We'll see. Oh yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you for that question. That was an excellent question. That is more of a... I think it's both. It's a little bit more of a Caleb expectation, though, because I know we're doing a performance. I know we're playing a game. Um, I, I would say that Zed, with the changes he's gone through recently, he's much more willing to take on the task in front of him as opposed to just trying to manipulate the situation to his benefit. Because of that, I think he doesn't want to expect the worst, but knows that for this team to be functional, there has to be plep and, plep, prep and planning. And a lot of times Zed 
is playing the mediator between extremes. So because of that, he is going into, he's he, he's running this like a board meeting. So sometimes he has to pull in information from these different opposing forces and opinions and see what happens and try to forge a path. So I think mostly Caleb, but still a little bit Zed. Okay, all right. So same question posed, who wants to go next? Uh, so one thing Kaylee expects out of this season will be that uh, Zed will, and I'm saying this very slowly because that hasn't loaded yet, open his own taco truck. Um, it would not be other tacos, than, but yes. Uh, it is because I didn't just spend an hour on a Photoshop to have you not do tacos. So that you being can, said, you can change tapas, <laughs> oh <my really>. God. <laughs> it could be a tapas truck. No, no. If it's going to be a food truck, sorry, we're sorry, go tap ass. <laughs> that, that's more, yes, that's fair. Uh, otherwise, uh, Kaylee also expects there to be uh, chaos, cake, and uh, random insanity. Um, I have literally, I mean, I have a vague concept of the stakes are even higher than I thought they were. Um, and that was after Mike Tate and the IOG said, basically we're headed for another, you know, World War III, like nuke dropped in the middle of the country event, end of the world type stuff. And now Chona has discovered that there's far reaching things. So Kaylee's a little bit like, ooh, okay. This got a little out of, out of hand, a um, little over my head, that's fine. And Chone has no fucking clue what's going to happen. Uh, they literally have just had their world turned upside down, their identity turned upside down, and they're reeling from what just happened. So I think that uh, I'm in a great place. Both of us are in a great place for a character in a role-playing game. We're going to find out what the hell happens. <laughs> find out what happens live. Yep, uh, do it live. Dot, what about you and Stitches? So my expectation as a player, um, I think I'm going to be a little in over my head. I think that there are going to be certain times where I'm, as a role player, not going to necessarily know what direction I need to try and follow or take things just because Stitches is so new to the group. So she hasn't fully acclimated to everyone's little idiosyncrasies. Um, she's picking up things here and there about behaviors and likes and dislikes and reactions to her own behaviors. Um, so I think that it's going to be a lot. Uh, I think my expectation as a player is to just go with the flow a little bit. And then as Stitches have those reactions be as authentic as I can make them. Um, just because I I want her to feel like not just an extra person that was tacked onto the group. I want I want to eventually get to the point of them seeing her as their teammate. Nice. I, you know, I'm going to just, I will throw this out there. I'm going to argue that, that that's, I'll argue just from the position of a, player outside the game but then also in the game i feel like that's that's happening or happened already like this 
the acclimation period I, I kind of feel like for the most part the acclimation period I think is over I think with certain things for, yes yeah for certain things yeah because I think that there's still a level of trust between everyone else and stitches that hasn't been built yet because like I don't I don't personally expect Chone to trust Stitches as far as she can throw her at this point because they haven't had an opportunity to really interact with each other outside of just, hey, I'm being kind of flirty right now and that's funny, you know? There hasn't been a moment of intensity between the two of them that has really just bridged that gap. Same with, like, her and Zed. There have been moments of, you know, comedic behavior but not necessarily anything that they've shared that would make them close no you, you no that's a good point you raise a good point if you don't you haven't forged the emotional bonds that turns yes. a, a group of people working together into a tight team yes she is doing things at this point to get you to like her and think that she is competent in what she can do um that way that bit of trust starts to get built and she's trying to present the expectation that you can rely on her. Nice. nice. I, would, I, I would like to just kind of say that, that that's interesting. Um, but like from Chone's point of view, and we'll definitely dig into this in role play. That's a great way to make a teammate feel like you are a, a valuable asset as Maxie would have would put it. <laughs> yeah. A, as somebody that, Chone would go shopping with on purpose. They'd they'd go to Zed every single time. Right. They'd go to Maxi before they'd go to Stitches. Now, right. Chone has no fashion sense, but Chone trusts those two as friends, and it's going to take more than just being competent to generate those bonds, at least from this char this character's corner. Sure. So that'll that'll be fun to play. I read, I read that, or I interpreted that as these. This is stitches, like kind of just putting those beginning bonds out there. Like, yes. you know, to start with, okay. I need, to, I need you to see me as a competent team member, and we can go from there. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, sweetie, competence is way overrated in this group. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wants you to at least know that she's trying her best. <laughs> yeah, that that we can agree on. That's good. <laughs> All right, Zed also has a very. Uh, binary view of people mm -hmm. so you're either in or out yeah and at this point you're in i think there was one point oh man i'm trying to remember exactly how that conversation went because i think like i said something is stitches and zed responded with yeah she'll do fine and i can't <laughs> remember exactly what I, the context do, of that was i do remember that exchange but i don't remember what it was about yeah <laughs> but Dang that's it. like that's like the, Go back and that's watch like, the episodes. You'll find yeah. it. <laughs> so fourth room middle manager mm -hmm. parts yep. of Zed. That's just well, the, the snap well, decision. Again, the reason we're doing this is because some of those episodes can't be watched. <laughs> Ugh, okay. oh, hey, True. hey, to be fair, 203 is 80% there. <laughs> I, I again <laughs> I kid. I totally kid. I, I love everyone. Honestly. I think that it actually was, I think it was in the, that, con I think that conversation happened in the, like, meeting room when I was, when Stitches was first being introduced to the team. Yeah, so, it's yeah, it's tip. gone. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. 
All right, Michael, what do you what is uh what is it that you're expecting from this season? All right, well, as a as a player, as Michael, I'm expecting the same thing that I think I've I've been expecting from day one with this group. And again, this is something that Dot just, you know, continues to add with add and bring to the table. It's just a solid, a high level of role play, a high level of of buy-in. We're all we're all trying our best to work together to tell an amazing story that that we enjoy playing and that would be enjoyable to listen or watch right uh this is a this is a performance but at the heart of it it's a game and we're all playing it together and we're all having fun doing it I, that's uh, to me at the, at the absolute baseline that's what that's what the rest of the season is going to be like and as long as can take chaos and continues that's all I really expect out of it is that we will do our best to tell an amazing story with Alex at the helm, uh, Mallow, you, you know, working production when you can coming in and playing with us as a part of the team when you can, you know, again, we all work together so well. That's what I expect moving forward. Uh, as Maxi, as far as Maxi is concerned as a character, Maxi's in a really weird place right now. And the weird place for Maxi is that for most of his career, He's been able to rely on the fact that he was working with groups that had high levels of resources and also in this 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 other group, this secret society, uh, Providence, that there was a level of support there as well. Um, and within the last season, th that level of support was relied on so heavily that suddenly it was gone. Like it, that resource dried up. And that's not something that Maxi is used to, and it's a it's a hard lesson to learn. Um, and then also, uh, conversely, for his friend Felix to show up, knowing that it could put Felix and his relationship with that organization in trouble as well. Um, that was a level of deep feeling and like you know and commitment that was. Uh, was kind of a uh, world changing again for Maxi. Um, and again, with the loss of Chone, uh, you know, with that, with that loss of Chone, there was a hard realization that this is entirely my fault. As far as Maxi's concerned, that entire span of events is directly his fault. And we've reached a point with this group where it's no longer, again, a num it's not Maxi looking at this, team as a group of resources but as people that he cares for in his life that he has let down so going into the rest of the season there's definitely a uh, there's something he feels he's always going to feel like he has something to prove or make up for uh, that may change but moving forward that's going to be a big motivator for her for him and to like just kind of put this small token thing out there He's also getting feelings he hasn't had for a while. Um, he's experiencing feelings he hasn't had for a while uh, for another person. Um, and that's also, it's also confusing for him. <laughs> I love that uh, most of you all just went and pointed at yourselves. <laughs> mainly because I don't know where everybody else is in frame, so I'm just like, <laughs> I mean... Sets up for anything. 
No, no, and I've also I, I've tried to portray Maxi as being someone who is essentially pan, he is not necessarily tied into a binary relationship, or a binary type of uh, a, more of a fluid sexuality, but the the interactions that Stitches and Maxi are having are awakening something in Maxi that he has not felt in a very long time, and it's also very confusing for him. Uh, just from a just from a level of like the positions that we are in and like the the situations that we are in this is not a good time how do i deal with this and i think just to that exact point i feel like that's something that we haven't really touched on in role play of like there have been times where stitches comes on a little heavy-handed and We've talked about those moments after the show and been like, was that too far? Do we need to pull back? And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's been fine. But I think that that could also be a fun element to push into between Stitches and Maxi and him just basically being like, listen, um, you're cool to still keep doing your thing, but I need you to understand that that may not be a thing. Well, and, and, and that's... As a player, I'm not sure where Maxi's head sits in that space yet. Yeah. Um, I've, as a player, I've always prided myself on being able to kind of envelop myself in a headspace and kind of drop into it and make decisions as a character, like kind of, you know, snap decisions that like I just kind of know how the character would think. This is a position that I haven't had to really think about much with Maxi yet. So I'm still trying to develop that particular headspace for him and how he would deal with some of these things because there's that party boy old style aspect of maxi that is like down to clown i'm in in to win <laughs> and that's something that as a character he's fought very hard to like control and take control right. of right. so the this this aspect of stitches that is a lot more you know kind of freewheeling and kind of just living life is is edging him back into that behavior too and it's like how how does maxi feel about that like how does he deal with that so i'm looking forward to playing those things out and again the the closeness that's come along with chone maxi and chone have gotten closer in general um between maxi helping chone with training and and then you know trying to kind of again like see things from Chone's perspective and kind of be more support, be there for this person they see as a as has become a friend, you know. And and Zed and Maxi have always kind of had that. I would almost say like brotherly rivalry, like we kind of like poke at each other and play with each other, but that hasn't really changed and it hasn't gotten worse or better. It's just there. It's like a relationship that Maxi doesn't have to think about. It's just a relationship that's there very so much that uh, corporate organization <laughs> like yeah. I think Zed and Maxi fell into stride because they knew their job and the office mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they were both of that mindset like you know we're here for we're here for work we're here for a job yeah we've been set to do a thing and you know we will work together we will be great teammates we will get to know each other but maybe that is as far as it goes but uh, you know again as we've as we've seen you know, everyone's personality is kind of bringing interesting new things out in Maxi. So we'll uh, we'll see. We'll continue to see how that develops. Uh, I do hope Maxi and Zed get another parkour episode. 
oh, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's gonna it'll have to happen at some point. Yep. Um, just not in uh, an elevator, please. Yeah, just not in an elevator. <laughs> I have a parkour skill I'd like to hang out with you guys with, but you know. That being said, um, I just I look forward to seeing how the story as a whole develops with Maxi being part of that story. Um, you know, whatever part he and his organization play uh, remains to be seen. But uh, looking forward to seeing how everything plays out. And I love the fact that, again, as a group, we don't, you know, Alex made a point of saying we don't really talk about plot points before we play. We don't really, we give each other, we get a brief recap. Usually Kaylee does a bang up job of putting notes together for us. Some of us are horrible at keeping notes. I'm pointing at myself. So I value those highly. And then we take a, a brief, like five, maybe 10 minute recap before we play. And then we just play. So for the most part, story point, story points, plot points, uh, relationships between characters, it's all happening kind of real time as we are playing. And that's, I mean, that's what I live for. Can't so, ask for anything better. Like, no, I can't. This is literally, <laughs> if if every other game I have got cut out of my life, as long as I could continue playing this game with you folks, like my, you, it would meet all of my needs for a game. One hundred percent. So, can't be more proud than. Love you guys. <laughs> all right, Alex, bring us home, buddy. Uh, I expect a TPK. <laughs> yes! I'm kidding. Um, I'm expecting, uh, if we're going to kind of go like, you know, like what do I expect for the rest of season two? Um, I think a lot of clarity. I think, I think that these characters are going to move. Uh, I don't want to use that term. Uh, I think that their 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 drive and purpose in life is going to become a lot more clear to them, you know, and where they want to be. Um, I think that the audience and the players are going to learn a lot about the future of Identico and all the goofy crap that Mallow and I have been designing for years and we're like holding back and holding back and we're like, you know what? I'm leaving it all on the floor. You're welcome, America. Okay. Um, so you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, over the next over the next bit of the season a lot of changes a lot of i said a lot of a lot of hints as to the future of identico and all the stuff that we're building no better no better place to debut it too mm -hmm. but with this group yep. in this stream so i'm uh i'm especially looking forward to uh the possibility of more people being exposed to the organization of providence and how that ends up playing out in the world of identico as well yes, yes. i am too um, i finally was able to after months of promise deliver something to mallow that he could sink his teeth into and and it, uh, and it was delicious oh, <laughs> oh i need to see that have i not seen this yet no i think Mac i've only shared it with mallow michael and i have been michael and i have been putting a little seasoning on this dish uh, behind the scenes yeah it's still need... it's it's still an aperitif it is not quite a, an entree yet yeah but it's good stuff it's really all good right. stuff i'll see it soon all right well that is all the time that we have for you tonight uh thank you for joining us uh over on the youtubes um before we jump off a quick plug for merchandise because i'm wearing and so is kaylee 
our brand new Chaos Incorporated long sleeve t-shirt uh, mm-hmm. that is up at uh, playidentico.com slash merch. Go check it out. It comes in this fetching black and that fetching pink color as well. Um, if you order now, you get it by probably by the end of the month, I would say. If it, was, mine was, it was like two weeks-ish. Yeah. Depending, the, depending the print on demand. At. Yeah. 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 They're, they're print on demand. It's good quality. It's a heavier uh, kind of thing, so we're getting into fall time. So perfect for uh, for hanging out when the cold weather hits. Uh, we got some other merchandise and stuff like that up there, including some Chaos Incorporated stickers and uh, just some good stuff, including the Core Rule book uh, in hardback format uh, mm-hmm. that I will ship to you personally. So go check that out. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can watch us live. Uh, every other Tuesday, just check our stream schedule over on twitch.tv slash identico. Uh, and that way you can chat along and, and join the chaos live and watch it unfold in front of you because it has been beautiful so far this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, otherwise, uh, catch us on the socials, uh, at identico on Twitch or at humanoid games on, uh, Instagram. There we go. That's the thing. We have things there, uh, for the rest of our cast. Uh, dot where can they catch you um normally on the twitters dot matrix underscore oh one uh as well as on the resting glitch face and gaming with gage and friends podcast yeah kaylee where can they find you uh you can find me up on the tweety uh app at anime girl and you can find me here and over on rook and rasp uh i'm on the next two weekends for a charity stream with michael and the seriously let's play game the following saturday and also uh redemption season eight debuts october 15th we are back in recording so you can find both of us there as well all right caleb where can they find you I am on the socials at the Caleb G. You can hear me on various RPG Academy productions. You will 99% see me in person at a catacon this year in November. And you can also see some of my charity work that I'm trying to build some momentum on over at point five past.org. And a quick plug for point five past, I think. Caleb, hold me to this, though. The Pelotonia is still going on a little bit. So we're always raising money. There you go. It's 24-7. This man is raising money to fight cancer 24-7. Go to Pelotonia.com. Search point five past. Donate. Very t- it's Pelotonia.org. Pel- oh, sorry. Pelotonia.org. Then, slit, then search point five past. If you don't go donate, you're banned. You're fine. Wow. You shouldn't post, Sean. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it we do it live michael where can they find you sir <laughs> you can find me on the socials at loser mlw uh, i'm there on the twitters on the instagrams uh even on the facebooks um pretty much everywhere with that if you search that in google you'll come up with some interesting things i'm sure um <laughs> you can also find me uh, as kaylee already mentioned uh you can find me on rook and rasp as well uh, the next couple weekends we uh, this coming weekend and the next weekend we're both in some seriously let's play action and the charity stream that's going on there so please tune in uh, donate if you can uh, it'll be a wonderful set of games and then of course redemption is coming out very shortly as we are recording that 
and you can also find me at the audio drama tubular teens with titans which is a super saiyan power rangers inspired audio drama i play the villain it's a lot of fun <laughs> and the villain is amazing <laughs> harbinger's not so bad I, I i i enjoy i enjoy chewing scenery it's a lot of fun yep uh alex where can they find you when not hanging out in identico as always, I am on all the socials at Alex the Humanoid. That's Twitter and TikTok and pretty much everywhere. Uh, also, you can uh, find me uh, at the Gamers Heaven in Seattle, and we are running Identico every Thursday at 7 p.m. Um, also, uh, we just reset the campaign, so we're going to a new setting for Identico at the store, so they can come hang out. Uh, new players are always welcome, so come see us. Yep, we just slot you in right as you come in. So it's a living campaign, which means you don't necessarily have to come week to week. If you have to miss a week, it's all good. We can just it, bring you it, right back in. If you're going to be slotted in by anybody, Alex and Sean, <laughs> hmm, they are wonderful to just slot you in. Yes. Yeah, this episode's definitely getting marked not for kids. <laughs> I, mark, I mark all of our episodes not for kill. True. I mean, just come on. <laughs> For everybody here, for every of you watching at home, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, drink your water, take your vitamins, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and don't forget to stay weird. We'll see you next week, all right? Bye. 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 Goodbye, everybody. Finger guns. <laughs>